0: Hello beloved, I hope you had a great day, good evening, and welcome to our today's teaching. I'm your host, Josephine Hill. Thank you so much for subscribing to the channel. Thank you so much for taking your time to even listen to these teachings. And thank you so much for your feedback. Kindly bring in as many as possible. If you have any question, if you have any topic you'd like for us to produce a teaching on, feel free to write to me so even as we begin i pray that your heart is ready to hear of what the spirit has today i pray that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened there's nothing as beautiful as the word of god being made alive as revelations coming to you direct it's so wonderful open your heart to receive from the father in jesus name so today i want us to understand ourselves as ministers you know so many times we have believed that ministry is what people do in the churches, you know, physical buildings with a mic and 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 you know and you know the, the church setup. That's what we think to be ministry. But we forget that ministry is you, ministry is the Christ in you. Ministry is what you do by faith as being led by the Spirit i tell you a time is coming when many sons of god will be rewarded for the things they have done for christ and they'll be amazed because your life is ministry remember it is in him that you live you move and have a being yet even at it there are many who are in the ministry of reconciliation reconciling the world to god yet at the same time there are many of us who are in the ministry of condemnation we are condemning men whom god has already restored and I believe in this journey, we always, you know, begin from there. In, in our days of ignorance, I'm sure the first thing we always tell people is repent or go to hell or hell is too hot. I remember I used to teach all those things on my Facebook page. And there's a time when I came to the realization of the gospel. I actually made a post and apologized for the people that I had condemned. condemned for the many things that I had said that were contrary to the finished works. So even as we grow in the knowledge of God, we must desire. come to the full knowledge you know to really understand the finished works you know when you hear the gospel or when you hear something and you rush to go and teach it you must first of all study because you might teach errors or you might end up condemning men there are so many of us on facebook who are condemning men whom god has already restored now let me show you there is a difference there is a difference between these two ministry There is a ministry of condemnation and there is a ministry of reconciliation. As we begin this teaching, I'll need you to just sit down and, and, you know, look at yourself. What are you ministering? Are you ministering life or death? Are you ministering reconciliation or condemnation? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I could read the entire chapter, but I just want to read a little bit. Let's begin from verse 4. Paul writing to the Corinthians, he says, and we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Right from there, I need you to understand the only way you can minister reconciliation, the only way you can minister Christ, the only way you can minister life The only way you can preach the gospel which gives life is if your sufficiency is from God. Many times we preach from our sufficiency of the scriptures. Many people teach because they know all Bible verses and they know which one came after when and how it can answer the other one. But you see, when your sufficiency is the Bible, when your sufficiency is the scriptures and the verses, then you cannot preach the mind of Christ. Because remember, the Bible is made up of so many men writing their minds concerning God. But then God came himself. Jesus Christ came as God to reveal himself to mankind. So until Christ becomes your sufficiency, until God himself becomes your sufficiency, you will be able to misrepresent God just like the earlier people did. If these people represented God perfectly, he probably wouldn't need to come and show himself to men. So until your sufficiency is from God, we may not be able to preach the perfect mind of Christ. And what does it mean to have the sufficiency of God? It means to be led by the Spirit. It means to minister Christ by the Spirit. Many times many preachers, they preach what they call the gospel from their carnal minds. They see, they think God thinks as they do. While it is very much written that his thoughts are way higher than our thoughts son of god you cannot preach christ or the accurate gospel until your sufficiency is of god until you 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 have the revelation of the finished works the gospel is not teaching revelation the gospel is not teaching genesis anyone can teach genesis or any book of the bible the gospel is preaching christ if i give you the bible and i tell you to read a few chapters you can be able to teach me what they said but if, if you have Christ, you can be able to reveal Christ from the very chapters that you are taught in, you are teaching. So preaching Christ or preaching the gospel is revealing the finished works in any scripture written or in any situation given. Then he says, Who also has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? Remember, the power to be a minister of the new covenant only comes from God by the Spirit not of the letter but of the spirit many people are preaching the gospel because they have read the new testament what they call the new testament from matthew to revelation so they believe they are ministers of the new covenant because they can tell you that he died here he resurrected here he was buried here but you see anyone can teach the bible like i said before to be a minister of the new covenant it is by the spirit reveal Christ from all that is written it takes the spirit then Paul goes ahead to say for the letter kills but the spirit gives life I tell you the truth one of the greatest problems we are facing in our ministry today especially on Facebook is that many of you are using the letters to kill you are using the Bible to kill you are using the scriptures or verses to kill you cannot just take any scripture and and just give and you say this is it you must reveal Christ Our purpose here on earth, sons of God, is to reveal Christ. If the Bible could reveal Christ just as it is, any man could read it. Every person on earth could have it, and there will be no need for a minister. But it takes the Spirit of God to reveal Christ from what it is written. The ministry of condemnation is as a result of just teaching a Bible, teaching a scripture, teaching a verse. The ministry of reconciliation is where you preach the Christ, you preach the gospel, the good news. When Jesus was ascending, he left a commission to his disciples. What did he tell them? He didn't tell them, go and teach, go and teach Genesis. He didn't tell you, go and preach Matthew, go and preach Revelation. He told them, go and preach the good news to the entire world. The question is, how do you get the good news from your Bible? It takes the spirit. It takes the revelation of the finished works. Until we come to the knowledge of our understanding of the finished works, we will continue condemning men. It takes condemnation for you to tell people that they are sinners. When you tell people they are sinners, why did Jesus come then? Or why did Jesus die? Or why was his blood shed? Many times we sing in our songs that Jesus paid it all. And then we come and cry again, we have a debt. What did Jesus pay for, actually? Ah, Let us continue in reading verse 7 he says but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of israel could not look steadily at the face of moses because of the glory of his countenance which glory was passing away how will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious you know in this case here paul is describing the ministry of death as the giving of the laws whenever we teach laws or whenever we teach commandments or whenever we tell people do and don't and don't we are killing them that is the ministry of death then he says there's the ministry of life the ministry of the spirit it produces glorious people it produces men who walk in the righteousness of christ it produces men who manifest christ if a law of do and don't could try and reveal you know some righteousness which was which was only as filthy rags, how much more the spirit how much more if this law is bred alive in man's heart if men walk by the spirit that's why the same paul comes to say in romans chapter one let me show you romans chapter one romans chapter one verse 16 Paul says a very important thing he says for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith. Have you ever asked yourself why there is so much immoralities and all manner of wickedness even Even when there are so many churches and preachers everywhere, why do we still have so much wickedness? Have you ever asked yourself that? Because it is the message that we preach to people. It is the message that we give to people. Paul says it is the gospel that reveals righteousness. But many churches or many preachers or many centers, they teach the law, they teach condemnation, they tell people, you know, send back to sender, this is your enemy, this is wicked. That is not the gospel. But when we, if, if only we could preach to people or we could tell people what Christ did for them, what this means to them, and what they have become as a result of this, With this knowledge, with this new mind, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll be able to walk in the newness of life. When you tell people, do not steal, I tell you the truth, you will not stop them from stealing. They will steal even more. So many times I use this example. If you have a child, if you have a sugar jar somewhere, just there and tell your child, don't touch that sugar jar. You have just given her an idea. They actually, from, from that moment that you tell them so to, to their life, they will be working hard to reach that sugar jar. They want to know just why did you say they shouldn't just touch the sugar jar. That is what the law does. When you preach death, when you preach condemnation, when you preach the law, you arise. You know, the already dead sin nature in men. The already dead in nature, you arise it. They, 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 they now want to rebel. Whenever a law is given, trust me, men will always rebel. God knew, the, knew this. That's why he destroyed the ministry of the law, the ministry of death. And he brought a new covenant, which is of Jesus Christ, which is of grace. That's why Paul says, under the law, sin will have dominion over you. But if you're walking in grace, sin cannot have dominion over you. In this case, sin here is the works of the flesh. The reason why many believers are manifesting carnality and all manners of works of the flesh is because of the message they hear. The only message that can free you, the only gospel that can free you is what Paul says here. It is Christ because it is only through him that righteousness is revealed. And he says what? From faith to faith. We must be sitting down and analyzing and seeing what we are giving people as the gospel. We are not here to condemn. The law already did condemn. And I'm telling you, in the age of the law, so many people died. If you go back to the Old Testament and study what the law said and what it meant to fail it, so many people died. So many people were condemned. The woman who came to Jesus... When she was found committing adultery, the law had condemned her. She was to die. She was to be stoned. But she met grace. What happened? Grace made her free. I can tell you for sure that that woman was never able to go back to the same act. Grace made her free. The stones could not touch her anymore. It is the same ministry that we do today. Let me tell you something. Jesus has already taken care of the sin of the world. When God looks at men, he does not see immoralities. He does not not see thieves and murderers. God sees men who are alive in Christ by faith and men who are outside of Christ therefore dead. So the only reason or the only purpose of our ministration is to give life to the dead man. How do we give life to the the dead man? By preaching the gospel. It is already written, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that saves. There is no any other power on this earth, not even counseling and guidance. Not even all kinds of things. There is no power that can save a man. There is no power that can deliver a man from the works of the flesh except the gospel. The good news. Gospel means good news. What Jesus did? What did Jesus do to the world? And what does this mean? What about to the believer? After he has believed on what Jesus did to the world, what do they need? They need to walk in the identity. They need to know who they are after they became new creations. Let's go back to let's go together to 2 Corinthians. You know, many people you'll hear people say, Oh, there is so much sin, there is so much wickedness. We must warn people, we must stop people, people are stealing, there is so much people are sleeping together so much in the church or in the in the fellowship. We must warn them, we must but thought that is nonsense. Who asked you to warn people who are doing what? There was a law that was warning them. Trust me, there was a law, and the laws of Moses were. Not even ten, the Ten Commandments, you know, there were 613. They were there. There were laws left, right, and center. Laws warning men against eating certain kinds of food, wearing certain kinds of clothes. Those laws were there. And I'm telling you, sin only increased. People only broke them the more. So are you telling me God was a fool to abolish the ministry of the law and bring the ministry of the spirit? So you, you want to be wiser than God to bring people back to the law and start telling them do, 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 and don't do. It will never work the only ministration that we have from God is the ministry of reconciliation stop looking at men in regards to what they are dressing stop looking at men in regards to what they are drinking and eating that is none of your business start looking at men in regards to the finished works see men as dead outside of Christ See men as living in Christ. Teach the living men how to walk in the newness of the spirit by mind renewal. Look at the dead men and give them life by the power of the gospel. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let us read. I love this and we're going to read a lot here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 12. Listen to this word. He says, for we do not commend ourselves again to you but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart for if we are beside ourselves it is for god and if we are sound of mind it is for you so many times we preach some things and people say you know we are actually besides ourselves we are teaching crazy things. We are teaching things that they've never had. Many of you call it new revelation or new age revelation. This is what Paul meant because the gospel is too sweet. It is too good. And your carnal mind is stopping you from accepting or believing in the goodness of God. Yes, it is simple. Your sin was taken away. Your sin was nailed. You are not a sinner. You'll never be a sinner. There is no law to condemn you as sin. So the preachings we may, we give to you, they are to reconcile you. You're actually, you already reconciled. We are reconciling your mind. By the gospel that we preach, we want you to walk in the newness of life that there is no enmity between you and God. God is not the reason why you are in that sickness. You are not in that sickness because you are punished because you slept with somebody's husband or somebody's wife. That is ignorance. If you are careless with your body, anything can happen. But God has nothing on you. God has already reconciled you because the blood of Jesus was paid. The blood of Jesus was shed to pay for you to be reconciled back to God. No man and no woman has the power to condemn you. God has already reconciled you. No man has the power to call you a sinner, to call you a fornicator. Which law are they using? Weren't all laws fulfilled on the body of Jesus? Man, you know, that's why we have life-giving spirits. We can only give you life by the gospel that we preach. Listen to what he says. For the love, this is from verse 14 again, for the life of Christ compels us, For the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Jesus died for all mankind. Jesus died for all kind on types of sin you want to count. Oh, I hear people say there are sins of omissions, there are sins of commission, there are sins of the body. Whichever the sin you have in, Jesus paid for it all. Jesus died for it all. And he says, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Did you hear that? Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. The problem, you know, the thing that stops us from from preaching the undiluted Christ to the world is because we regard men after the flesh. You look at the man and the first thing you see, you disapprove their dressing, you disapprove their hairstyle, you disapprove, you know, the food they are eating, you disapprove even the way they are walking. You are regarding men after the flesh. And it is this regarding that will stop you from ministering Christ to them. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But so many times we see men who are in Christ and we still call them by the old. Listen, it is already written here very clearly. If anyone is in Christ, all things have passed away. But many will still use the old things to name you. Oh, he's a he's a fornicator. Oh, he's a drunkard. What what criteria are you using to 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 you know to call a new creation in regards to the all things that have passed away? What God has made to pass away, which power or who are you to, to bring it back to life? Continue. Let's continue and see. You know, he says, now, I love this scripture. I believe it is my favorite. Now, all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Did you hear that? When Adam fell, the creation became corrupted. You know, the earth became corrupted. There was rebellion. But then he says, when the blood of Jesus was shed, I am telling you, everything was reconciled to God. When Satan lied to Adam and took took the dominion from him, the reason Jesus became flesh... The reason Jesus became man was to take back this dominion. Why? This dominion was given to Satan by a man. God is very fair in his... Uh, even fair is not the word. God is very just. He became man to take the dominion that was given by man. So all dominion belongs to man. All power and authority, like Jesus said in Matthew 28:18, belongs to Jesus. The earth and its fullness belongs to Jesus. I tell you the truth, there is nowhere that Satan owns. So many times you give Satan the glory and say, oh, he's the king in hell. He's the king in the grave. Nothing. Jesus has the keys of Hades and hell. All things belong to God. Even that devil, he belongs to God. And there is nothing he can do without the authority of God. Everything has been reconciled to God because the blood was shed. The blood was shed and cleansed everything. And it was taken back to God. Then he says what? That? That is... That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. I want us to read this again. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. This one is actually said twice. The only word God has given you is of reconciliation, not the word of calling people sinners. God was in Christ reconciling. Not imputing sin. Why? Because Jesus became the very sin and died the sin. So there was never no sin to impute on men. There was never no law to impute on men. God has reconciled all things to himself. I tell you the truth. God has all the power and all the dominion. God is in control over everything in this earth. The only thing he wants of you to do as a son of God is to give life to dead men. There is no man on this earth that God is angry towards. You know, even, you know, so many times you like to say, Oh, today's world is even worse than Sodom, or worse than Gomorrah. That is not true in the mind of God, because there is no Sodom of today. There is no Gomorrah of today that can beat the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washed all the Sodom and Gomorrah and all manner of evil. If you think the world today is doing more wickedness than the world that passed, I tell you the truth, you have forgotten the power that is in the blood of Jesus. The reason why the Lamb of God is at the throne of God is because he's a constant reminder to God that the sin of this world was paid for. It is said in Hebrews, your sins and, and transgressions, I will remember no more. Why? Because there is a blood. There is a blood that blocks God from ever remembering anything you call sin. The blood of Jesus shut the voice of sin once and for all. The blood of Jesus shat the voice of the grave once and for all. The blood of Jesus has made all things new. That when God looks at mankind, he sees men who are alive in Christ. And there are men who are dead outside of Christ, and that is why he lives in us who are alive in Christ, to give life to those who are dead. That's why you are a life-giving spirit. Nor is it written you are a lawgiver. Nor is it written you are, a, you are a minister of counting sins and telling people this is a sin and this is not a sin. You are a life-giving spirit because men need life. Let me tell you, men are so beaten with life. They are so beaten by the flesh. The last thing mankind wants right now is for you to go and tell them you are a fornicator, you'll go to hell. You are, a, you are a murderer, you are a thief, you are a drug peddler, you'll go to hell. That is nonsense. In fact, even sometimes they'll come and tell you, even even in hell there are celebrities. There are people saying even they have seen Michael Jackson, you know, all that kind of sickness. That one will never change the heart of men. But if you tell man there is a man called Jesus who bore your sin, He nailed it to the cross. His blood was shed for you. And that by faith in him, you will receive eternal life. It is God himself who has said this message is the power that saves them. This message is the power that resurrects them from death. Sometimes you want to be wiser than God. You want to form your own gospel and your own rules. You are wasting time. Preach the mind of Christ. He says what? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though god were pleading through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god we are ambassadors we are here to reveal christ to men we are here to tell men of the news of our kingdom in our kingdom there is no sin in our kingdom there is no wickedness or evil so what kind of knowledge am i giving you when i giving you when i'm telling you about wickedness how am i helping you The only news, the only knowledge from our kingdom is Christ. That by faith in him, you shall be a new creation. By faith in him, you shall be a spiritual being and you shall overcome the flesh. The only thing God has to offer to mankind is Christ. Is the tree of life. Is eternal life. Is faith. Because by faith we overcome. Sons of God, we must sit down and start looking at the things that we preach or the things that we teach or the things that we write that we call the gospel. Many of us we are just condemning men. Men are already dead but you are killing them. How do you kill a person that is already dead? Preach Christ. Let me show you something as I finish this teaching. Many times you'll enter places where they call churches or worship centers. And you'll hear warnings like, oh, there are, are, are consequences, you know, you know, warnings or all manner of condemnation and death. So many times you'll hear people talk about, there are many times we used to hear those teachings like spiritual husbands, spiritual wives, they are the result of fornication and adultery, so many theories of men. Where, is it, where in the scripture is it written that you should tell people about spiritual husbands so that to make them be afraid? Let me tell you, when a person wants to do something, they will do it, Don't, whether you give them a law or not. So, the only way you can help people is to give Christ to them, to give them the power. Let me tell you, as long as you're in this flesh, there will always be works of flesh at war in with you in galatians chapter 5 you know when when paul is dividing between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit what did he say the spirit wars against the flesh the spirit and the flesh are always at war the flesh always wants to satisfy itself and the spirit always wants for you to manifest christ so they're always at war they're always at war and the one who will win is the one who will dominate your mind that's why you must put on the mind of christ That's why you must walk in the newness of life. You must put on the new man. You do not overcome the flesh by beating the flesh. The flesh has already beaten you dead. You beat it. You submit it to the spirit. You hear people say, I want to fast so that God can hear me. The flesh is already already rebelling. Now you deny it food. It will rebel even worse. Fasting will not help you. Fasting is good for losing weight, but not good to put you. No, no, not no. It's not going to help you by putting you near God. Christ already did that. What you need is a mind renewal. The only way you can take charge of this body is by renewing your mind. Your mind is the engine of your body. If you put the perfect oil in your mind, this body will operate normally in respect. If you give it garbage, you will see garbage being produced on your body. You must put on the new mind. And remember, what you feed yourself as the gospel is what you give to others. You must desire to study the accurate knowledge of Christ. You must desire to understand what it means when Jesus said it is finished. We must sit down and understand what it meant when you say Jesus died, Jesus was buried, Jesus resurrected. Because that is the gospel. What does this mean to the world? Amen? Amen. In Titus chapter 2, I love this scripture because many times we take the position of grace. We take, we take the responsibility of grace when we start telling people do and don't do. It is written, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men to do what? Teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Did you see that? It is grace, grace. It is grace who teaches men to say no to alcoholism. It is grace who teaches men to say no to what you call fornication. It is grace who teaches men to say no to stealing and murder. And def- it is grace. Who is grace? It is Christ. Give people Christ. Christ is the spirit in them. When a man is born again, when a man is walking in the spirit, the spirit will always guide them into the paths of God, into the paths of righteousness. You do not help a man by giving them a law. We already have laws of our country. Don't give us another law from God. We don't need laws. Laws came with Moses and they went away on the body of Jesus. We want Christ. We want the spirit because even God himself saw it fit to destroy the new covenant, the old covenant and put on a new, which is Christ. And he says his laws are engraved in our hearts, which means. The spirit of God in us always leads us. Always guides us. The Holy Spirit in you will always give you the desire to drink water instead of drinking too much alcohol. The Holy Spirit of God in you will always give you the desire to sleep with your wife instead of sleeping with many other men and women. The Holy Spirit of God in you will t- will, will give you the desire to sit down and study your word instead of going online to watch pornography and masturbate. The Holy Spirit of God will always give you the desire of God in you. So give men the Holy Spirit, Give men the knowledge of who the Spirit is. He is grace. He's the one who teaches them. It is his job, not ours. We preach Christ. We reveal Christ to men. He enters men and he teaches them to say not to ungodliness. When you take the job of grace, you fail terribly. And that is why, even after you've preached for 20 years, Pastor, your church is full of fornicators and adulterers and murderers. Why? You've taken the job of grace. Teach them the gospel. Teach them Christ. Let them receive the Spirit. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, they will walk in the newness of life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll be able to subdue the flesh. This flesh needs the Holy Spirit. This flesh doesn't need guidance and counseling. If this flesh needed laws and guidance and rule, then there will be no there will be no any kind of wickedness in this earth. All men will be taking care of themselves. There will be no need for police and officers and all that. But we have them. Why? Because we are still in this flesh. And flesh is always rebellious. And the only power to overcome the flesh is the spirit. This spirit is the gospel we preach When you believe in the gospel, God seals you with his Holy Spirit. When you walk in this knowledge, you manifest him. You manifest the fruit of the Spirit. You walk in love. You walk in faithfulness. You walk in self-control. Self-control is fruit of the Spirit. Self-control is not something you teach men. You don't teach men to control themselves. You give them the Spirit. The Spirit, it's the Spirit who has the self-control. Isn't it written in your Bible that self-control is fruit of the Spirit? So men, let us preach the gospel. Let us preach Christ. Let us teach men to walk in the newness of life. Let us teach men about the spirit of God within them. Let us teach men about the grace of God that has appeared to all men. Only grace can save men. Only the gospel can save men. There is no any other power. Just the gospel. I believe you are edified and I believe this teaching today is really more of value to us as sons of God, especially to us who God has given us various platforms to reveal Christ, whether on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, we must sit down and evaluate what we are giving to the world. Are we giving them, you know, the power to reveal righteousness in them or are we killing them even dead? Are we the reason why many people are working the flesh or are we the reason why they are overcoming the flesh? Depends on the ministry we are serving. So if you have any question, kindly feel free to write for us. That's enough for today. Please have a good night. In Jesus' name. Amen.